Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is People Every Day. Coming up. I hope people see the hope for something new. Facebook COO Cheryl Sandberg shares the truth about dating after losing your spouse. This in the wake of negative comments Amanda Klutz received for starting to move on after losing husband Nick Cordero. Plus, J-Lo and Ben are Instagram official, and Flipper Flops Christina Hawk and Tarek Al Musa are officially at odds. It's July 26th. Hi, guys. Welcome back to People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Monday. I'm feeling all nostalgic today because I am moving very soon, switching coasts, and my husband and I got a bunch of friends together to say goodbye over the weekend, and it's just bittersweet. It really is hard to say goodbye, even just for now. Uh, Well, later in the show, I talk about a truly heartbreaking loss and starting over with Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg. She's, of course, author of the New York Times bestsellers Lean In and Option B, the latter being about the sudden death of her husband, Dave Goldberg, in 2015 and how she processed that pain and and moved on in life and in love. So you don't want to miss it. Stick around for that. Now, though, let's get into what's bubbling up out there. And one thing I know is top of mind, some major entertainment stories surrounding celebrity relationships with People.com managing editor, Charlotte Triggs. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Janine. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So first things first, I just want to say congratulations to Issa Rae, right? I know. Oh, my gosh. I love the wedding pictures. They're so pretty. And she just looks really happy. And it's just I love all these weddings. There's so many weddings happening all of a sudden. I know. Everybody's just so happy that they're sharing the pictures. You know what I mean? Not, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes people like to keep a tight lid on it, but I want mm-hmm. to see the pictures. <laughs> I know. It was such good news to wake up to. She looks glorious in Vera Wang. And then you get to see her in her bow. She's very private, so she doesn't really put her relationship stuff out there. But we got a peek at the bridesmaids and all of that. So just kudos to her. Happy for her. And I am excited for the next season of Insecure. But let's talk about a couple who, you know, should be heading down the aisle soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jen Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. They are Instagram official. It has happened. Um, and it looks like they're having the best time celebrating JLo's birthday in San Tropez. So let's dissect these details. What did they get into? Yeah. Oh, my God. They are living their best life. Seriously. Like on a yacht in San Tropez. It's all happening. It's all happening again. You remember like the <laughs> caressing of her her butt on the yacht? Like yes. that's happening again. She has a framed <laughs> photograph of them from the first go around on the yacht. It's in the background of some of their pictures. They're kissing. They're like going to oh, clubs wait, together. On. A framed photo from yes. 17 years ago yes. when they were first dating slash engaged has now made its way onto a 2021 yacht. I just have to really respect that because somebody (laughs) definitely put that in their luggage and then unpacked it and put it up on the mantle of the yacht. You know what I mean? Like a lot of planning had to go into that. And I think that that right there tells you how serious they really are. Oh, my goodness. So we can't let this story go without (laughs) talking about A-Rod, who 
happens to also be in Saint Tropez. Yes, of all the places, of all of the like, you know, European yacht, clubbing though. hot spots. It's like not Ibiza, not like Capri or anything. No, he's also in Saint Tropez and another yacht celebrating his birthday, which is only a couple days later from hers. And he's um, there were photographs of him before the weekend with you know a whole slew of uh, bikini-clad ladies mm-hmm. on his yacht. So he's definitely having fun. Um, from what we understand from sources, he's trying to enjoy his summer and celebrate the sale of the Minnesota Timberwolves, actually. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. So he's got it's, a, it's, a it's a business trip. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just wonder who, because they were together for so long. Like, who in her circle is he still in contact with? That's like, yeah, she's going to be in Saint Tropez. If you want to make your move, you know, I mean, I, like the, the Saint Tropez thing is just too much of a coincidence because it's like a pretty small scene. You know what I mean? It's like yes. a very small little. I mean, little I don't spot. know. I wish I knew, but I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like they're destined to run into one another. And also, I wonder. It really makes me wonder if, like, maybe they were going to both celebrate their birthdays there before oh, they broke up. Oh, it was up. already I mean, planned and they couldn't cancel because, you know, United Airlines does not let you know. <laughs> right? Yeah. None of those, that, those excuses don't add up when you're that rich. But of course, it's just fun to, to think. And then it's like, you know, neither one of them is going to like go to a different, a different beach because they're. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, not going to Sandra. Pe- well, I'm not, not going to Sandra. I love this. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's just too good. Just happy for them. Uh, but I want to shift over to a couple an ex-couple that is not doing so well. And this is bubbling up all over again. They've been split for a while now, right? So Christina Hawk and Tarek El Moussa, who are from Flip or Flop, one of my favorite HGTV shows. And the fact that they continued working together after divorcing um, years ago was something I was always really impressed by. (laughs) They were like, you know, the marriage didn't work out, but we were going to, you know, keep this brand going. Um, So Charlotte Tarek is in the news today because Heather Ray Young posted on Instagram yesterday, marking one year since they've been engaged. But I feel like we need to go back to earlier this month when he allegedly blew up at his ex-wife, at Christina, on the set of their show. So what do we know about the fight? Well, yes, there was a fight on the set. Um, he basically went off on her and told her a lot of really rude things. He told her that she was a, quote, washed-up loser and that Aww. he, quote, made her and, like, basically was like, I'm the boss of this production. I made you. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff. Just really pathetic. And said that he's winning because his uh, girlfriend, or fiance rather, is hotter and richer than her and that she's losing because she has already been she's been remarried and already split she by the way she's got a boyfriend again a a new boyfriend um but Apparently, all of this was triggered by that post that she shared where she described smoking psychedelic toad venom. Do you remember that? Yes, we talked about yeah. that, that she, you know, reached a level of enlightenment. And, yeah, and, and, and it made um, her realize, yeah. Like, yeah, she said that it, quote, reset her brain. And it made her realize that her this new boyfriend that she's with is um, the, the man for her and that, like, she called him her ride or die and all this stuff. It, 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 basically, it made her very secure in her decision making and and whatever. But it did not go over well with her ex-husband. Um, they share two kids. There's no indication that she did this psychedelic toad venom anywhere other than a safe space where there would have been like, you know, people supervising yeah. and making sure that it was secure. But he said afterwards during this fight, he allegedly called her, quote, crazy for um, doing stuff like that and said that she was desperate for attention. So just really oh. pulling out all the stops. Afterwards, he did. Say, they did say um, a source close to Tarek said that he was very remorseful for what he said. I sure hope so. It was pretty mean. Seriously. And this honestly harkens back. I, I was on the TV team, I think, when this first happened. Mm-hmm. I had 
mm-hmm. even shifted over to the music team yet, but their big blow up that happened before their divorce where, yes. you know, he was chasing her around. I think there was a gun involved outside he of ran, the house. And, do you remember he hopped the fence and he ran off into na- a national park land or whatever yes. with a gun and then a SWAT team had to attend to the scene or whatever. Chaos. And yeah, just total chaos. And like I think that the assumption was that maybe he was suicidal or acting erratic or whatever, but he they explained it as that he took a gun with him for protection in case he ran into like wildlife. It was all really weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It didn't, but it didn't I mean, add up. Definitely some just anger there. Uh, what, what do we know about their working relationship, though? Have they been able to uh, film together prior to this without things bubbling up? Oh, or is this absolutely. the first time we're hearing? Yeah. I mean, you know, they actually we thought that they were quite buddy buddy. And it's like after she split from Aunt Anstead, who she had married after her divorce from Tarek, you know, she was back on the set with Tarek and people were like almost sniffing around like, could she be like, could they be like friendly exes, like friendly, friendly? But, mm. you know, I mean, because yeah. they seem to really be fine together and like certainly professional. You know what I mean? And they've kept this going for years. For years. And I thought when it first happened, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to lose mm-hmm. my favorite show. And then totally. they just kept it. And I still, you know, it's just as fun as it always was. They always had kind of like a, a, a weird dynamic on the show where they were a, a bit annoyed with each other. So right. nothing changed. <laughs> yeah, not, not too much had to change with that. I mean, after this happened, she posted a video of herself where she's like, Tarek's not here right now. So I'm the boss of the set or whatever. You know what I mean? Like making light of it. So (laughs) it certainly seems as though maybe she lets things go. Um, And I feel like I guess you'd have to, to keep going on in a production after, after a fight like that. Seriously. Well, wishing them the best and that, you know, he uh, learns to, you know, not say anything to someone that he doesn't want to say, be said to him. (laughs) Put that out there, Tarek. Um, But lastly, can we talk about Amanda Klutz? Uh, she is co-host of The Talk, and she is dating again. That is something that they've been talking about on The Talk. I've been watching. Um, but she received some comments from people who have an issue with that. I mean, with her personal life and what she's doing a year after losing her husband to COVID. Um, people are weighing in. Why? I don't know. But uh, let's just say, how soon is too soon, would you say, like when it comes to something like this, I feel like it's no one's. <laughs> I just like, don't. Yeah. Like what, how does anybody answer that question? I don't think that there is a formula. You know what I mean? It's like, but certainly a whole year has passed, you know, this poor woman, she's got a small child. You know what I mean? She has absolutely made that her focus. And yeah, these Instagram people being like, that was fast. Like so rude. it's totally wrong. And it's like, you know, we just don't see people saying the same thing to men when they remarry after a tragedy. Everybody's just like, yeah. oh, I'm so glad for him. Like, move on, find love, come on, get out of that. And you do not hear that when it comes to women. And, and to that question, how soon is too soon? It's too soon if you're not ready. And that's about it. Like, right? Yep, exactly. Well said. Very good point. Yeah. And so in response to the criticism, Amanda Klutz said, how dare you judge anyone, especially someone going through this process? There's too much to say and too much that widows deal with to not talk about it. Until then, I will call out anyone who is rude enough to comment like this. And I I, I just have to say that this is coming after so much work that she's been doing. She she posted earlier that she's finally ready to go to therapy to address the trauma. That was earlier this year. And so, of course, she's doing the work personally, emotionally. So if this is coming after that, like, what does anyone else have to say about it? Like, I mean, so what does it matter to anybody else? It's like, you know, if she wants to go get married this weekend to somebody, I mean, that's her business. You know what I mean? She's absolutely entitled to do that. Absolutely. Well, Charlotte, thank you so much for jumping into all of this with me. Oh, thank you. 
Next up, I talk to Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg about finding the strength to find love after loss. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Still can't believe that my next guest managed to find time for this interview. But lo and behold, here we are. Cheryl Sandberg has a truly impressive resume. So in the interest of time, I'm just going to highlight a few things. She's chief operating officer of Facebook and the founder of LeanIn.org. LeanIn, of course, is also the title of one of her best-selling books, which takes a look at the barriers women continue to face in the workplace. Every woman I know poured over this book. And then in the wake of the sudden and horrific loss of her husband, Dave Goldberg, in 2015, she wrote the book Option B, Facing Adversity, Building Resilience, and Finding Joy, which talks about the grief that she went through and just losing a loved one and what that means. So Cheryl is also the mother of two children, and she has made the time today to talk to me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is a... This is a topic I really care about. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to get right into it. Earlier in the show, we talked to our listeners about some of the the comments that Amanda Klutz has been receiving. She's, of course, co-host of The Talk, and she lost her husband, Nick Cordero, last year to COVID-19, and she revealed that she's officially started dating again. And so I, I want to go to what you guys spoke about earlier this year on Instagram Live um, as a part of Mental Health Awareness Month, and you said something so poignant about having to join this club that nobody wants to be in. So first, let's just listen to a little bit of that. I remember after Dave, uh, my husband passed, I was at a like a kid's soccer game and there was one friend whose mother had lost her husband mm. and she was sitting on the side in a chair and there was an empty chair and I knew that chair was for me. And I went and sat down and there was this, you know, woman 20 years older than I was, 30 years older than I was. I had more in common with her than people I'd known for decades because we did. We joined a club that is a club neither one of us want to be right. in. So can you talk a little just about what you wish people knew before they're commenting and, 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 and saying things? What do you wish people knew about what it's like to lose a partner? Yeah, I mean, I do remember that. And I've talked to Amanda um, because we are. We are in a club and it is a terrible club to be in. But look, when you lose someone you love, you consider the love of your life, you lose someone who's the father of your children, you know, it is completely devastating. And it's devastating on so many levels. But one of the things that I think is part of it for all of us is that we feel like we're going to be alone forever. When you get married, when you make a commitment to a partner, you look out into the future and you think you're going to be with that person. And then when that person is taken from you, whether it's long and slow or suddenly, that fear goes on. I remember sitting in my kitchen where Dave and I used to play Scrabble and feeling like I was going to get an empty chair that was his, feeling like that chair would be empty for the rest of my life. And I remember the topic of dating is very hard. I remember there was an email that my brother sent to 
to my sister and my parents and she did not realize I was on it. And it's sad. It was, a, you know, months after Dave died. It's time for us to talk to Cheryl about dating. She needs to know she's not going to be alone forever and she needs to know it's okay. And I was on the email mm. and I realized the love he had. My brother was the first person. He sat me down. He said, if you were a man, you would start dating now. And I didn't start dating for a, for a while after that, but that permission from my brother and importantly, and really beautiful from Dave's mother. When I cleaned out Dave's closet, Dave's br brother, Rob, and his mother were there. It was a few months after Dave died. Yeah. And she had lost her husband, Dave's father. And I looked at her and I said, Paula, I cannot believe you were doing this for a second time. Like, how can you do this? How are you okay? And she looked at me and she said, I'm still alive. Mel, her husband is not. Dave is not, but I am still alive. And then she looked at me out of nowhere and she said, and you are still alive. And I'm going to dance at your wedding one day. Oh my God. Wow. That was my mother-in-law saying to me, go date. And so we need encouragement and it won't shock you to know that we judge women more harshly for dating after death then we judge men. That was my next question about that double standard. Uh, uh, why? Like, well, I don't understand. Like, you have this story that, you know, was all over the New York Times about uh, the man whose wife knew she was dying and was, I, I know you saw this, where she was saying, like, this is the type of woman that he should have. And, and just kind of, like, breaching that conversation even before she was gone. But when it comes to women, Amanda Klutz is sitting here after losing her husband and being judged yet again. That's right. So when you look at some of the data we have, so middle-aged adults who lose a spouse, that's me. A year later, 54% of men are in a romantic relationship, 7% of women. Men date faster, they date more often, and they are judged less. Oh my God, why a double standard? I mean, this is my life's work other than Facebook is to understand <laughs> yeah. that and change that. And you know, we're, we have a long way to go. It's not working that well. We think women should be caregivers. Look at some of the traditions around the world. There used yeah. to be traditions where women were married to the brother, traditions where women were set on fire. And, you know, in the modern day world, we need to understand that you honor someone by loving them when they are alive. Yeah. yeah. And then when they are gone, you honor someone by picking up the pieces of your life. Dave and I never had the conversation that I know, I know, Jason, it's, it's Amy and Jason, who the, the article in the New York Times yeah. that went mm -hmm. viral and it was called, I believe, maybe you should marry my husband. Yeah. But I think so many people who saw my story and read my book, I encourage people in that book, have the conversation with your spouse, have the conversation with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, so that if something happens, that person has the permission they need. Wow. And, and, and you said you guys didn't have that conversation. Um, and was it that email from your brother that that? gave you the courage to even think that way? Or were you there yet? I wasn't there, but it was comforting. I mean, once someone dies, you can look out into the future and you can see nothing and emptiness and being alone, which is a choice some people are fine with, not the choice I had made. I had wanted to be married to Dave. Or you can see the hope for something new. I hope people see the hope for something new. When I have friends and family who lose spouses, I'm always right now the first person to bring it up. And I bring it up early. Mm. And I say, you may not be ready to talk about this, but please know that if you want to find love again, you can and you will, and you should. 
And you absolutely should. How how much did being a mom factor in for you? Because I know that's something that comes up where, you know, it's feeling like, how do I, I you know, go there in terms of my kids and explaining to them what's going on and what's happening? Um, was that at all a hurdle for you? You know, it's interesting. I've had this conversation actually recently with my children. I mean, I had two children. My son didn't engage on this topic, but my daughter from, you know, she was seven when her dad died used to say things that were really heartbreaking, like, go get me a dad, mom. Like, go get me a daddy. Mm. That's a really hard thing to say um, and to hear. And, you know, I think when we have children, our obligation is to take care of them first and foremost. I think that's what I did. That's what a lot of mothers do, a lot of fathers do. But also to find happiness ourselves. You know, my kids are now, fast forward, it's seven years since I lost Dave, almost, you know, my kids are now... 16 and 13, I'm engaged very happily. And they say to me all the time, like, thank God you have Tom because (laughs) they want to go out with their friends. (laughs) The fact that I'm covered and have stuff to do is, is a, is a relief for them. I love it. So, so, so one of the things that you wrote in your book beautifully, you say, one of the most important things I've learned is how deeply you can keep loving someone after they die. You may not be able to hold them or talk to them, and you may even date or love someone else, but you can still love them every bit as much. So you mentioned it's been several years. Um, what would you say now about this journey that you are on? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to get married, but I really deeply love Tom and where we are and the blended family we have, but that doesn't mean I don't still love Dave. I love him just as much, like every bit as much. And Tom respects that and understands that. And Rob, Dave's brother is who fixed me up with Tom. So I got this amazing gift of permission. Dave's mom is the first person who mentioned it to me, but not everyone gets that. So what I'm hoping everyone who's watching the experience Amanda's having this amazing interview that you're doing, I'm giving you permission here, me. Janine and I right now, right? We're telling you, (laughs) right? Janine and I are telling you, if you've lost someone, you should, and you want to, no pressure, but, and you want to, you should date and you should do it without feeling any guilt because it is not your fault that you're in this situation. I never wanted to date again after Dave, but I'm glad I did. That was Facebook COO Cheryl Sandberg. For more on her, head over to people.com. Now, something to make you smile. In the season two trailer of Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis' hit Emmy-nominated Apple TV Plus sitcom, the beloved coach he plays and title character on the show let it be known that he has a thing for one Diane Sawyer. Listen. What do you say to a cocktail, Coach Lasso? Oh, the same thing I'd say to Diane Sawyer if she ever asked me out on a date. Yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. Well, Sawyer responded to the proposition on Twitter yesterday by saying, Dear Ted Lasso, I'm in. Your move. That's when Ted hit back with, Oh my, you've got me more on my heels than Lady Gaga at the Met Gala. Any chance you like biscuits? (laughs) You gotta love a fictional character shooting his shot, right? This has to end with a cameo. All right, I will talk to you all tomorrow.